welcome back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim, and thanks for tuning in. Well, February just flew by, and March is right around the corner. And you know what that means? A whole new theme for us. Well, we studied bibliology, theology proper, and now we move on to perhaps one of the most beloved studies of all, Christology, which is the study of Christ. Yes, Christ, our one and only, our all in all, our treasured Savior, and our mighty Lord, Jesus Christ. He who wrestled us from the grips of sin, that we may fly freely on the wings of righteousness. Yes, it is our beloved Christ whom we speak of this month. I hope that you're just as excited as I am to talk about Christ and all his beautiful facets. Of all the places we can begin, shall we start with the beginning? Actually, let's scratch that. Let's even go further than that. Even further than Christ's first miracle, and even beyond the birth of Christ. What do I mean? Well, we're going to see that not only was Christ's first coming not a surprise, it was the most anticipated event in all of history. With that in mind, let's dive into the book of Matthew. But why Matthew? Because when we look at this gospel, we can see that Matthew's purpose in writing this book was to show the Jews that Jesus Christ is indeed the Messiah, the Chosen One, and ultimately the King of Kings. In each of the Gospels, the main narrative of Christ is made known, but each author emphasizes different aspects of Christ. Matthew makes a clear concerted effort to connect the life of Christ to the Old Testament. This is not to say that the other Gospel authors completely ignore the Old Testament, but it is made especially clear in Matthew, where you will find a certain phrase often repeated, and that is, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. The author, Matthew, takes careful consideration in connecting the life of Christ to the Old Testament prophecies, showcasing exactly how Christ fulfilled each one and how he indeed is the long-awaited king. If you take a brief glance at the first four chapters of Matthew, you'll find at least ten prophecies that Christ personally fulfills in the first few years of his birth. Take, for example, Matthew 1, verses 21 to 23, which reads, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. This is the virgin birth of Christ, fulfilling a prophecy all the way back in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Well, here is another example. In Matthew chapter 2 verses 4 to 6, it reads, Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Wow, isn't that absolutely incredible? Not only was the manner of Christ's birth prophesied, but even the very location was prophesied all the way back in the book of Micah chapter 5 verse 2. Again and again, throughout the rest of this chapter, you'll find more prophecies connecting back to the book of Hosea, Jeremiah, 
and so much more in the Old Testament. All to say that the coming of Christ was no surprise to the Jews, or at least it shouldn't have been. Some theologians have even conservatively counted that there are an upward of 300 prophecies or more that directly apply to our Jesus Christ. Each prophecy that we learn about should point us in the direction of worship, and it should increase our awe and wonder at the Almighty God who was able to accomplish these things. It truly is amazing that there are words written centuries before Jesus' time that he fulfills. Many people heard those exact same prophecies and eagerly expected the coming of a Savior, waiting for the time that the King would come. There was and is no one else born into this world who bore or will bear as much pressure as Christ. As we discussed earlier today, even his birth itself was a demonstration of his commitment to fulfill every prophecy to his name. Yes, how amazing are the prophecies mentioned about Christ, but how much greater is Christ himself for fulfilling these prophecies? It is our Lord and Savior, the Lord and Savior that we know, the Lord and Savior that saved us believers, who is King, who fulfills all these prophecies. Though we may know the prophecies of Christ, I pray that we would never stop thirsting for an even greater and deeper knowledge of Him. Truly is He great and truly is He worthy of all worship. With this episode and every episode this month, may the singular question guide you. Is Christ worthy of all your worship? And the answer should be a resounding yes. Christ is worthy of all our worship. So let us strive to continue to do so in word and deed. So stick with us at Recharge Radio this month, and we pray that with each successive episode, your affirmation and commitment to Christ's glory may only grow. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode on the prophecies of Christ. I pray that you may anticipate his second coming as much as his first. If Recharge Radio has been of benefit to you, we would love to hear about it. So send us a message at rechargeradio at rgcsd.com. This is Tim, signing off until next time.